0: Welcome to The Sting, the official student-run podcast of Howard Payne University, produced by the Department of Communication. I'm your host, Ben Sarton. In this episode, we have an awesome interview with the theater students that are currently working on directing their senior direct one-act plays, and those will be performed at the end of April, so they're putting a lot of work in with their actors, getting those shows ready. They'll be sharing with us about the shows that they're directing and what that process looks like to direct those shows. I really think you're going to enjoy that interview. Uh, It's really exciting for me. This is the most guests we've ever had on at one time, so we actually have all four of them along with myself, so five people on mics. Uh, Thank you to Wes Carroll from University Services for letting us borrow some mics and equipment for this episode, and uh, I'm really excited for that. Uh, Next thing we have, we're going to finish the episode off with our Soul Care segment with Adrielle Sloan. She'll be sharing with us about trusting God's timing, and I think you'll really be blessed by what she has to say. Thanks for listening. Here's our Senior Direct Interview. All right, I'm joined by all of the directors of the senior directs, Aaliyah Curtis, Alex Glass, Lara Jones Card, and Abigail Poling. So thank you guys for being here. And to start, just tell us a little bit about yourselves.
1: Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Aaliyah Curtis, and I am one of the directors for our senior directs this year. Um, I am a senior theater major and a music minor.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Alexander Glass. I am another one of the senior directs and I am a theater major, senior.
3: Hey, I'm Lara Jones Card. Um, I am just now a double major in theater and English. Um, I'm one of the senior directors, um, and I am a senior in hours. I am
4: Abigail Poling, and I am a senior in hours theater ed major from Bangs, Texas.
0: All right, awesome. Well, now that we've got that brief intro out of the way, uh, we'll go ahead and go around again and tell us about your show. What are you directing and what's interesting about it?
1: So I am directing Great Expectations, um, written by Charles Dickens back in the 1800s. And it's adapted for the stage by a playwright named Joe Clifford, um, who is pretty fabulous and has done quite a few different adaptations of shows. Um, This show is really neat, because a lot of people have heard of the story of Great Expectations. Um, I don't know if it's still required to read in high school. Um, But a couple of years ago, everyone was required to read it. And um, everyone has kind of well, most everybody thinks it's a pretty boring story, um, which I totally understand. However, Charles Dickens did a fantastic job especially if you're into psychology um, Mm -hmm. or into really complicated plots did a fabulous job of um, really creating a beautiful story that reflects humanity really really well Um, this is a memory play so it actually kind of all the characters that you see um, are not really there it's all happening in the mind of the main character as he's looking back upon his life
0: awesome awesome Cool. How about you, Alex?
2: Well, my play is called Ledge, Ledger, and the Legend by Paul Elliott. Now, this fun little play is probably one you've never really heard of. That's because it's not very well known. Um, It's a nice short play with a cast of three. It takes place on a ledge. It starts off with Pete, who is planning to jump. And I know that can sound tragic, but it takes a turn for the better when a suicide counselor shows up and just wants to tell him how to go out in style. Um, oh. The whole point of this is is it's just fun. It's fun, entertaining. There's a lot of jokes. I know that at first it may not seem like it, but if you come and see it, you will, you will see how it's simple, fun, and a lot more relieving than the rest of the shows that you might watch. <laughs> well, um, that's surprising based off so, of the, yeah. the plot, but... That sounds really cool. Okay, Lara.
3: Okay, so my show is called Night Mother by uh, Marcia Norman. So in my show, it's a little bit of a darker kind of version of Alex's. Um, the daughter is going to um, kill herself the night that this show is taking place. Um, and so basically her mother is trying to stop her. Okay. Um, this show basically just kind of shows like the relationship between the characters and how... Like things kind of grow and mm-hmm. uh, mass like just snowball if you don't like communicate and stuff like that. Yeah, um so yeah, I'm directing Eurydice
4: by Sarah Rule, and anyone who's heard the great tragedy of Orpheus and Eurydice will know this plot pretty well., uh, I'm really focusing on the emotional impact of losing a loved one, and you get to kind of watch Orpheus spiral. And then at the very end, you just get to watch how everyone lost everyone, which is how tr- great tragedies tend to go, if we're being honest with ourselves.
0: <laughs> wow. Cool. Well, it sounds like it's a great variety of shows. And uh, I'm really excited to be able to see them and actually be in them. I'm in Aliyah's In Great Expectations. Um, so now that everyone knows what these shows are, let's talk some about what it's like to direct. Now, I know some of you have very, actually, I don't know how much varying levels of previous directing experience you have. So we'll talk about that. Uh, first question I have is what are, what's one of the most fun aspects of directing a show?
4: I think, uh, probably the easiest part and the part that makes it most fun for me is that I'm in control of almost everything. Mm. And so I get to nitpick and make things exactly how I want them, which is great for someone like yeah. me.
2: <laughs> that's really <very laughs> cool. Yeah. It's, um, you take this base design essentially and you get to create it into something that you want to show the world. And that's really what I, is my fun aspect of directing. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: I love um, getting to work with all kinds of different people um, because theater is a collaborative art you can't really have theater with just one person. I mean, even if you're putting on a, a one-person show, you still need an audience for it to mm-hmm. be a show. So you need at least two people. So it's it's definitely a collaborative um, art form. It's, a, it's just a collaborative yeah. action. Um, so I, I absolutely love getting to work with so many different people multiple times a week. It's so great. You kind of become like a little family, and
3: it's just wonderful. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. Uh, I I only have two people in my cast, so we're very okay, like wow. kind of close knit. Yeah. Um, but mostly just like seeing my actors kind of like bloom into their characters mm-hmm. and like seeing them add little little pieces that they put in there themselves is just wonderful. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, what's one of the challenges you faced? Uh, and this could be just generally. Challenges that you face as a director or maybe specifically with your show or in this context?
2: Well, one of the (laughs) biggest challenges I seem to face, and I feel this way probably for every show I'll ever do, is scheduling. Mm. Amen. Say it again. You have to make sure your rehearsals work well with pretty much everyone's schedule. And you have to accept that there will be some rehearsals where someone will not be there and you just you have to make do with it and get as many as you can in before the performance
3: which honestly is kind of a good part about having like such little like yeah, amount of actors I
2: bet that helps. like
3: it it's super easy to get us all in rehearsal um probably the biggest challenge with that though is there are only two people on stage the entire time and wow. so they're having to like memorize an entire show wow. which is My actors are doing amazing. I'm very proud of them.
0: That's cool.
4: Speaking of, like, scheduling, it's super difficult trying to collaborate with three other directors Yes. because we're trying to figure out when to use the space, uh, what times we have, who can use the space, and props, costumes, set pieces. Mm -hmm. It's all insane. We're fortunate Mm -hmm. enough to be sharing a lot, though. Yes. That's really cool. Thank goodness.
0: Well, um, how do you think that each of your shows is going to impact the audience, kind of coming back to the shows in there? individuality? Um, what are you hoping that the audience members that come are going to take away from it? Or or how, how will it affect them to see the show?
2: Well, <laughs> um, so I have a small cast of three, as I mentioned before. And rather than wanting the audience to focus on a theme in the show, I want them to enjoy it overall, just have a good time with it. But the main focus is because of my simplistic set, all it is is literally a ledge, and then you have three characters, and that's it. It it really is mostly up to the actors, and I just want the audience members to really see all the work that they put into it and just see how fun it is to be on stage and acting and just character development and everything. It's just... Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like I... I don't know if this is true. Um, I may have the most amount of props and like little things to mess with um, out of all four of us. But because of that, like my actors get to be really into it. And so it kind of sucks you in to like you're sitting there just watching it. Um, It's I want it to be emotional in like a cathartic way so that people mm-hmm. are able to come and just kind of like get those emotions out because that is another part of yeah. theater that's that's why like tragedies are there um, it also kind of shows like an awareness of others kind of like you never really know what's going on with someone until yeah. it just snaps so it's
0: really cool
4: I'm really hoping that the way I'm directing this show can really show the frailty of life mm. and that you need to cherish the people you have while you have them. Because like I said, in the end, everybody loses everybody as Greek mm. tragedies tend to be. Um, it's There are some funny moments, of course, and there are some moments that should and will make you uncomfortable.
3: Mm.
4: But the main point is that you're coming into this with open eyes and you're willing to feel the story and feel the emotions
1: Mm. of other people for me. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's kind of similar. Good expectations is a little bit similar to Eurydice in that way. Um, I'm really hoping that um, our audience members who come come to see this will, um, for one thing, leave with a, a deeper appreciation for classical literature. Um, I think it's something that is undervalued in our society. Um, I totally understand old English is real hard to read and hard to listen <laughs> to, and I definitely understand that. But they were still people um, a couple hundred years ago, just like we are today, but just a different way of speaking. Um, I really hope that the audience leaves examining their own lives and how they they treat the people in their lives. This show is based on relationship. Um, it's you really get to see sort of the main character um, look back on on how he treated people in his life um, and and the repercussions of his actions. But you also get to see. Um, You really get to follow the lives of the other characters as well um, and see how their different treatment of each other really, really affect one another. Um, So hopefully the audience will take away that and will look at their own lives and and maybe fix things if they need to fix things between between relationships.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about theater is the way that it causes you to reflect um, whether that's on your own experience and your own decisions or on the situations that people around you might be experiencing and thinking outside of yourself. And it sounds like all of these shows are really going to bring that out uh, for audience members and will also be really entertaining. So uh, all of these shows are going to be April 28th through May 1st. Aaliyah and Abigail's shows will be on Saturday and Sunday, April 29th and 30th and Alex and Lara's shows will be on April 28th and May 1st that's uh Friday and Monday so uh there'll be more details about that in the description for this episode so be sure to check down there and come see the shows they will all be in the Howard Payne Theater on campus so um, no reason not to come they're free for audiences and um yeah come see the shows and thank you guys so much for being here and telling us about them I'm excited thanks
1: for having us yeah thank Thank you. you
0: Now it's time for our Soul Care segment with Adrielle Sloan. Adrielle is a freshman from Blue Ridge. She's double majoring in strategic communication and public policy. She's a member of the Student Speaker Bureau and a part of the Department of Communication media team. Adrielle is going to be talking with us about how God has been teaching her to trust his timing. Here's Adrielle.
5: Hi everyone, so today I'm going to be going over something God is teaching me and then I'll talk a little bit about a verse that kind of coincides with that. So a big lesson I feel like I've been learning in my life over this past semester is that God's timing is not my timing. This is something I've heard a lot throughout my experiences in the church, but I've never really experienced it firsthand until this past semester. So growing up, I was homeschooled and I felt like I had all the time in the world. Like I had co-op once a week and I would do my school at my own pace. Throughout the week, everything was kind of my schedule, do homework in my pajamas, completely different from college life. And so now kind of experiencing a college schedule, it's very different for me as I'm sure it is for lots of people. I have a lot more responsibilities, and it seems like there's a lot of stuff packed in to each day. And I'm already someone who finds it really hard to say no to people, but uh, at the beginning of this semester, it seemed like I never had the time to say yes, which was sad for me. And over the course of the semester, my granddad actually shared this verse with me. It is 2 Peter 3.8. And it says, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. So after he sent me that verse, I was just kind of thinking over it in my life. And it served as a really great reminder for me that God has the capacity to fit all of the commitments I have in one week into one day. And Kind of keeping this verse in mind, I started to trust God in saying yes to more things, and I found that if I was saying yes to helping out a friend or showing up for my community in some way, anything God has for me that is good, that I can help and serve with, the rest of my schedule kind of just fell into place, and everything worked out. So that's just kind of a lesson I've been learning recently, is that it's important to trust God's
2: timing.
0: Well, that's all we have for this week's episode. Like I said before, I'll be putting the information down in the description for those senior directs uh, so you can see what time each show is. I hope that you'll make it out and come see all of them. They're free to come see, so no reason not to, and I think you'll really enjoy them. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back again with one more episode this semester in two weeks.